responding to them, literally sending them dinner. I've sent influencers dinner when they had a baby. I've sent influencers. Yeah. After they've um, had a baby, I've sent them, I, I sent them a note that said, I'm doing your dishes for an entire month. And it was a whole box of paper products, paper plates, paper cups, paper spoons, paper, plastic spoons. That's awesome. I said, I want to give you the time so that you can spend with your family. Guess who? You are now entering a new paradigm. So here is my issue. I wanted to find the answers to life's biggest questions. Things like, how do I become happy and live with purpose? How do I make more money doing what I love? And what does it mean to be truly successful in all areas of life? My name is Josh Forty, at Josh Forty on Instagram, and I ask life's biggest questions and share the answers with you. My goal is to help you find purpose, happiness, and open your mind to new realms of possibility by helping you think differently about everything you do, know, and understand. On this podcast, we think different, we dream bigger, and we live in a world without limits. This is a new paradigm. Welcome to the Think Different Theory. We're live with the incredible builder of four multi-million dollar businesses, now lives in Puerto Rico, founder of Because I Can Clan, Allison Prince. Thank you so much for coming on Think Different Theory. This is uh, amazing. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. I'm super excited to be or for you to be here. And I, I have to start this off by uh, going back to Funnel Hacking Live when you agreed to come on the podcast. We, um, <laughs> we saw each other, Katie Richardson. Shout out Katie Richardson, who's absolutely amazing. Kind of introduced us and I knew who you were. Um, did you know who I was at that time? Kind of, sort of? I heard your name and I was a little scared of you. A little scared of me. And, and, and why, why were you scared of me? Because when, when I first heard this, my first, I think my first words out of my mouth were, oh, no. Um, oh, no. Oh, what no. Did you hear? Uh, what, what, what did you hear of me? So um, what was your impression of me before? You no, know, I'm trying to figure out what it was as to why that impression came off. And I'm really having a hard time. I wonder if I heard your name and then I listened to something else where there was a whole bunch of controversy. And I'm not a very... Like I don't fight a lot. I kind of stay away from it. And so I was like, oh, if I ever talk to Josh, then he's going to be asking me things that I might not, not know the answers to or whatever. So anyway, I don't know what it was. But now that I've talked to you, I've binge listened to your podcast. That's the furthest thing from my mind now. Well, that's so thank, good. Thank you for setting the record straight. <laughs> okay, good. So so if anybody else thinks I'm crazy, I can just be like, hey, go listen to the Alice and Prince interview. <laughs> It wasn't crazy. It just scary. I just scared you. Just scared. <laughs> what's the first? Uh, what's the first episode you listened to? Um, what was it? I'd have to look on my phone. You want me to look? Do yeah, I would actually. I'm I'm curious to know. Oh, if it was a was it a solo episode or was it an interview? Yeah, no, I went to a solo episode because oh, I wanted okay. to, to find the real Josh, of the real me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it'll take me a second to pull up. But... No, you're good. Um, one of the things I've been told about myself though is that I'm the exact same person in real life as I am on social media. Totally. We only met for like maybe five minutes, but would you say that's true? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of the perception I'm going for here. You know, try, try to be gen, genuine myself, genuinely myself. Uh, Allison, okay, we have so much to talk about. Um, yes. for, but for those people that don't know you, you have built four multi-million dollar businesses. You're the yes. mom that got on Funnel Hacking Live stage that was like, yeah, by the way, my 10 and 13-year-old daughters, I trained how to make $100,000. I talked to your daughter at Funnel <laughs> Hacking Live um, when you were doing roundtables. And I think yeah. she thought I was a complete creeper stalker. I don't know if she told you this or not. 
Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I was like, hey, what's your mom's address so I can send her something? And she's like, yeah, I'm definitely not giving a stranger out my address. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that actually makes so much sense. You're a kid. Why would you do that? Um, but uh, yes, you did. You did. But tell us, tell us a little bit about you, how you got into this. You live in Puerto Rico now. Um, just kind of the Cliff Notes version, and we'll kind of dive into everything for those people that okay. have never heard of you. All right. So had four kids at my feet. I was tired of living the paycheck to paycheck life. I went to college. Like we're all told to go to college to get financial security. Did that, became a junior high school teacher and ended up on food stamps. They handed me my first paycheck. They said, congratulations, you qualify for food stamps. And I was like, financial security and food stamps, they just don't go together. Right. And so I had to figure out something else to do. My husband was going to school full time. We had <laughs> so many kids. Um, and so I got another job and At, while, you, while you were a teacher, so you have two jobs now or just a different job? Yeah. Got another job while okay. I was a school teacher. So okay. of course, what does that lead to? Complete exhaustion. Yes. Right. And I looked down 10 years from then and I'm like, I don't want to live this life. No way. I don't even want to live this life a year from now. So I went to the school library because I couldn't even afford a phone at the time. And, uh, <laughs> started checking out books and magazines about how people made money and all tied back to building a business. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to start a business. And then I learned how you can start leveraging other people's time so that you can make money. And I'm like, what? This is so cool. And so the quote about how Beyonce only has 24 hours in her day too, like really stuck with me. Like Beyonce mm. does all these amazing things, but she only has 24 hours a day but she can do this because she's leveraging other people's time, right? To help her to get to her goals. So anyway, fast forward a couple of years, um, I found that I wanted to do something online and then I wanted to get into the e-commerce space. If some people know me, I'm a bit of an introvert. And so e-commerce was really a good fit for me because I could hide behind my computer screen. I didn't have to have my face all over the internet. And so I looked around my makeshift office and found some stuff that was headed to the trash. I built that business into a multi-million dollar business. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. So I'm like, why don't I teach my daughters how to do this? Let's see if this process works. So I taught my daughters. They built their business uh, to a six-figure business before they even stepped foot into high school. And then my sister started asking me and my friends started asking me. And then of course, I just get this huge feeling from God that said, Allison, I've showed you the path. This journey was never meant for you. You need to start teaching other mm. people. Get over that introvert feeling and you've got to step into helping and serving other people. So I launched with Russell Brunson's help. I know you're a fanboy. Shout Russell. out Russell Brunson <laughs> who... Russell, pause right here. Russell, I know you read my statuses. I know you like my statuses and you like the comments that I tag you in. We, we have to have you on, man. They all want you. The people are calling, but back to you, Allison. <laughs> we will pause for Russell Brunson. <laughs> That's a commercial break. Commercial break. Um, so I got into uh, his world. I found out how to package my information where it didn't kill me. And I've been able to grow it to where we've got uh, just right around 6,000 students in the program. Wow. And that is my happy. Like seeing those students hit the success like my daughters did, I truly found what gets me going, what gets me motivated, what keeps me up at night or gets me up early in the mornings. I'm like, I've got, I'm so invested in their success because I've seen it. And it's kind of an addictive feeling. 
I, yes, student success is addictive. I, I like that a lot. But before we go into that, I want to take a step back to what you said earlier about leveraging other people's time. Okay. Okay. Did you actually, like, was that the context upon which you learned it? Like, did you learn, oh, leverage other people's time? Or are you rephrasing that now to say that? Like, was that the terminology that you learned back in the day? I didn't know that's what it was called. But what it was, was my very first business was I started a tutoring business. Okay. 20 bucks an hour. That's what I charged my students. 20 bucks an hour to tutor them, right? Big time dollars. Yeah. 20 bucks an hour. But I could only work two hours after school every night. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I had a friend, a teacher friend come up to me. I was actually just talking to her last night about this whole process. And she said, um, I want, I need to earn some extra money too. And I was like, this is so great. I have a waiting list of students. How about I pay you $15 an hour and then I'll take the the $5 and then I can use that for paperwork or just paying me or right, right, right. whatever mm-hmm. I need to. And I was like, oh my goodness, now I'm making more money and I don't have to do all the work. Mm. So that was the first trigger of, I see how businesses, I see how people become wealthy is when they pull in a team and they can grow. I mean, the teacher was blessed. She was so excited to get 15 bucks an hour. Right, right. She was so excited to be cert well. The parents were excited that the student now had a tutor, right? And I was excited that I wasn't being burdened down. So it created this three-way triangle. And I was like, that's what businesses do. They help everybody win. So no, I didn't know what leveraging time... Like I didn't understand that. But looking back, that's what we did. That's what you did. Okay. Because I think that that is one of the hardest concepts for a lot of people to grasp when they're first starting into business, right? I think there's a lot of limiting belief around that. Um, I think that probably is the case because I've experienced that for my own self, Let, you know, leveraging other people as an entrepreneur, right? I, my identity was an entrepreneur. I, I wanted to make money and build businesses since I've been 15 years old, right? Um, actually, probably before that. But my whole thing was, why would anybody want to come work for me, right? Why would... Uh, why... Like... I'm working 16, 17, 18 hours. Like if someone's going to come work for me and help me on my vision, why wouldn't they just go build their own? So for those people that are in that situation, well, we'll get to more of your story here in a minute though. But like, I want to kind of start there. What did you do to overcome that? Or if you didn't deal with that, how do you coach people through to say, listen, like when you're building a business, building a team, you are leveraging other people's time. And I guess, do you even run into people with that problem? Totally. totally. So how do you, de- how do you deal with that? So this teacher actually taught me. She said, uh, when she came up and said, can I do some or work with some of your students? And I'm like, why don't you just start? She's like, I don't want to do that. Mm. I don't want to market. I don't want to do the paperwork. Just tell me where to go. And I'm like, okay. And so she helped me to realize that there's people in this world that don't want to do it all, that they want checklists. That's how they succeed. You give them a checklist and they are rock stars, right? And so over the time I've learned, let's go find those people who are so good, like even better than, than me at what they do and give them a job where they can thrive and they can grow and they can be a rock star, their true rock star self. Right. And not worry about the other stuff. Not everybody's an entrepreneur not, and which is so hard because that's the world that we live in. Right. Yeah, yeah it is for sure. So hard to see outside of that. But I think there's ways that you can manage that and test the waters and not get so freaked out about saying, I got to go hire somebody for 40 hours and they're going to completely ruin my business. That's not how you hire people. 
you hire people by just giving them a small job to do. And if they do great, you hire them for another job. My, what I do is I hire for three jobs. And if I like them and they've succeeded for all three jobs, then I bring them in. And then, then you'll bring them on full time. Mm-hmm. How, yeah. how big is your team now? Roughly? Um, it's kind of small and I really like it. So at one point I had 50 employees, 30,000. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And we sold that business. That business, um, was sold. Uh, and now I've got probably there's three of us, but then we've got a bunch of independent contractors that are on the team. Okay. So so a lot of the independent contractors do the fulfillment done things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. And is your primary business now in the teaching space or is it still an e-com? So right now it is in teaching, but I do have an e-commerce store so that I can stay current. And honestly, I keep it because then I can say, Hey guys, watch what I'm doing here. Watch yeah. what I'm doing there. And kind of the Natalie Hodson of pulling back the curtain, you know, Natalie Hodson's podcast of pulling back the curtain. Yeah, and if I say awesome. pulling back the curtain, I'm like, Oh, I'm saying Natalie's phrase. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just showing people, hey, look at my back end. Look at the numbers. Look at the conversions number. This is what went really well, and this did not go really well. So I still stay current in the space so that I can teach better. I think I think everybody needs to do that too. I think the second that you stop doing it yourself in any category, you could even be the best at it. I mean, you're gonna lose your edge at some point, and someone else can come in. Uh, what specifically do you sell? Um, right now, it's pillowcases. That's the main one, and then we've got a few other type products like things like that but like kind of in-home type things soft squishy things that they they feel like a pillow and feel, okay i have to the snapping that you hear in the background yes you hear that? i did yes it's because we live in puerto rico <laughs> there are bugs here so we have a bug zapper right here oh and is that what that is interesting that's what that sound is you can see it right there do you see yeah this? i can that's yeah the for the for those of you listening on audio, there's a, a <laughs> piece of glass. What is that? Like a glass case behind her yeah. right now. And the reflection of that, you can kind of see uh, that there. How, where did Puerto Rico come from? Like why Puerto Rico? And, and where were you before Puerto Rico? Utah. Utah. Is that where the business, the 30,000 square foot building was and all, all that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So uh, we got asked to go be um, judges for a mini shark tank down at BYU, Hawaii. So I was there a couple my, years ago. My, my, my favorite place in the world, Hawaii, even <laughs> though it has cold water, you say? Yeah, yeah. Hawaii has cold water. Puerto Rico, on the other hand, it's kind of like bathtub water. We are so spoiled here. Anyway, um, we went down there and there was $30,000 that we got to award to future entrepreneurs. Nice. And we got to judge their businesses. And it was so cool to know that this money was actually going to go change lives. Yeah. Um, and because we know entrepreneurs they do some pretty cool things, right? Right. To change the world. And so we came back home. This was in March. Uh, no, this was the first of April. We come back home. Of, we get our, of what year? Sorry. Um, what, what year are we talking here? 19. So. Oh, so this ago. is move. Oh, you're recently to Puerto Rico. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we came back home. We wrote a big check to the IRS. And we're like... <laughs> Oh, that hurts. <laughs> we know this money. And I've been an entrepreneur and I've written big checks to the IRS for a long time. Yeah. And I just got this feeling that, and I know some people are going to disagree and I'm okay, go ahead, whatever. But for me and my family, I knew it was right to move to Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, we pay 4% taxes here. So mm. I can take that money wow. uh, and do the things that I believe are going to change 
the world. Wait, four four percent just across the board. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely gonna move to Puerto Rico. <laughs> wow, that's insane. Yeah. Act twenty, act twenty-two. You need to check into it. That's crazy. I didn't realize it, it, it that's if you live there though. Mm-hmm. You have to live here 183 days out of the year. I mean, I feel like that's vacation spot though. So I feel like 183 days wouldn't be too difficult. Although you you were moving around. You just you just got back, didn't you? You've been moving and traveling. Oh yeah, yeah. For events. For, for events. events. Wait, I gotta finish the Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Let's go back. Yeah, sorry. So I have four children. And yes. so when we we like to give our kids different experiences. We don't we want them to see more of the world. And so it was such a cool thing for us to say, okay, not only do we get this opportunity that's happening right now, we get to show them another side of the world. Right. Um, so that was our reasoning behind it. And we have loved it. It's been so cool. Yeah, there's a few things that we miss Target, we miss Chick-fil-A, uh, but the things that they're learning out here is phenomenal. All right, quick side note. Going back to Michaela, um, thinking that I'm a, a creeper, I asked, um, I asked <laughs> what, what would be a good Dream 100 gift to send you, right? Because you're on my Dream 100 list. And um, she's like, I don't know. I was like, well, what, what hobbies and like, what's your mom into? She's like, building businesses. And I'm like, okay, right. But like, what's, what's yep. her thing, blah, blah, blah. She's like, if you could figure out a way to send Chick-fil-A down here, she'd love that. <laughs> but if you do that, you better send some for me too. And I was like, all right, Chick-fil-A. I, I love Chick-fil-A too. So I, I get that. Yeah, Chick-fil-A is amazing. That, that's funny. Is, is there like, so what's, is there Walmart down there? Is it like, what's mm-hmm. the, okay, so you have Walmart, Walmart. Costco. Then you're, Walmart yeah. Games. Yeah. You develop, so you're fine. Yeah, we're good. We're yeah, good. You're we're good. good. How long yeah. are you going to be in Puerto Rico for? I hope for a while. Yeah. Now my family is, we'll see where they're at. But I like, we walk out and it's 80 degree weather mm. year round. Now in the summer, it's really hot and sticky, but right now you could not ask for better weather. Hmm. Do you have a mastermind down there? Um, so there's a bunch of entrepreneurs and a bunch of female entrepreneurs got together on Friday night, which was so fun. Mm. Uh, so we're trying to get things going, but a lot of the times we're all moving and shaking and yeah. traveling. And so sometimes it doesn't work out, but there's a really strong entrepreneur community down here. Yeah, I just saw you were hanging out with uh, all the big wigs down there, right? Brunson and Brendan Bouchard and uh, was, was Tony there or just Dean? Dean was there. Dean mm-hmm. was there. Dean was there. Yeah. That's awesome. That's super fun. Yeah, was that was that, fun. Was, what was that for? Uh, so Brendan does a mastermind. It's a secret. It's supposed to be a secret mastermind, but it got out, <laughs> of course. Clearly. And, uh, <laughs> and that was a pretty cool story because a year ago I saw it happening. And this was before I even know we were, knew we were coming to Puerto Rico. And... I just said, one day I'm going to have a seat at that mastermind. One day I'm going to sit at that table. And then a year later, it actually happened. And I was like, that's so cool. When you manifest what you want, you put yeah. it out there, it gets delivered to you. I want to talk about that. I, I do want to get to the role of an entrepreneur and building four multimillion dollar businesses and, and all of that side of things. But I think this is a good transition to kind of start that conversation, which is the mindset, um, visualization, manifestation type of conversation here. Because I think like growing up, so I, I, I'm a Christian, you're religious? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mormon Christian, which is your? Yep. Church okay. Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yep. Okay, perfect. Okay. So I, you know, I grew up Christian or whatnot. Um, manifestation, things like that. 
I don't know if because of the Christian background or what, but like, I wasn't, I wasn't big into that at all. Right. I kind of thought that manifestation was kind of rah, rah fluff and that, you know, just do some hard work and work your face off and, you know, you'll eventually kind of get there. Um, Mm -hmm. and I believe very differently now. I don't know if manifestation is the word that maybe best accurately represents what I believe, but certainly that format of visualizing the future version of yourself and what that looks like and what you want to create and getting clear on that. And that has played a tremendous role. I mean, from networking and hanging out with, you know, with Russell and some of the things that we're getting to do now and I'm getting to do with him to, you know, a lot of that came from me building out that future version of that. But I think that there's a lot of misconceptions around that. And my whole thing is it all starts in the mind. It's all the stories that you tell yourself. So for, as a generalized question, how has mindset played into your success and where, where do you think are like key things when it comes to mindset and success and things like that, that people need to be focusing on from an internal or mental battle? So I think with, it started when I really started to figure out how much it played into business was when I started my first e-commerce business. And going from a school teacher of making like five cents an hour, right, to stepping into becoming an entrepreneur, I wanted to make my first million. And so I said, I'm going to make my first million. And of course, the brain thoughts come in that are like, Allison, you're making five cents an hour. How are you ever going to make a million, right? Right. And for me, I'm like, I, I could get rid of that. My only thing that I can think about, the only thing is that million dollars. So I didn't give myself an excuse to not do it. Mm. The only thing I had was how do I do this? Not how do I not do it? Like that was my only choice. Um, so for instance, I, um, not right now because I traveled too much, but before I left um, on this travel, like everywhere, I would get up at 530 in the morning and go work out. What does my brain tell me at 530 in the morning? It's dark. You're going to get mugged on the way to the gym. You're going to get in a car wreck. You're going to get killed, right? Don't go to the gym. You're going to hurt tomorrow. Like your brain tries and talks you out of it. Yeah. And so for me to get up at 530, I had to silence the chatter. And as a teacher, this is Mm. like the worst thing a teacher ever says, but I say it all the time. Once you make your decision, stop thinking because you'll talk yourself out of it. So in the morning at 530, when that chatter starts coming, I just say, stop the chatter, go. And so I don't have a choice. I don't give myself a choice. And I think a lot of times when we say, okay, this is what I want. This is where I'm going. We listen to that chatter and it talks us out of it. And so the better we get at like visualizing, like what I do is I just visualizing it, like squash, like literally squashing out that chatter. And then all that's in there is the goal. And that's Mm. what gets me going. So the visualization side of things is basically you getting super, super clear on the goal upon Mm -hmm. which you want to accomplish. Because then once you have that goal, you go, okay, I have decided that that is the goal. Mm -hmm. And you, unless you have a very, very clear goal, it's hard to, to know exactly what that entails. So the visualization part is just getting super clear on that goal. Yes. But it's not like I know what I want in 10 years. For me, that would have freaked me out. Okay. I have to do smaller goals. So my first one was, I'm going to make a million. <laughs> Casual right? for the, a school teacher yeah. at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, right? Right, right, right. Maybe it's the first one, six figures. Right. Right. It wasn't to um, have this, like if I would have thought 10 years ago that I would be teaching thousands of people, I would have freaked myself out. There's no way. So I had to say, okay, what's a goal that I can do and accomplish 
smash it. Then when I get close to smashing or when I smash it, then I'm like, okay, what's the next thing that I want to do? And what's the next thing that I want to do? So yes, I have a big goal, but it's not so big that it's not manageable. What's the balance between manageable goals and like the big picture vision of what you're trying to achieve? Because like you hear both, right? Like you've got to have that, that, like what's your goal and like what's your driving why? Like what is it that you want to create? And then what's the first step of that, right? Like, and that first step might be create the million dollars, right? But mm-hmm. what do you agree or disagree that you need a kind of a, a life vision or, or a big picture direction upon which you're headed? I hope I don't need a life picture direction because what I wanted at 20 is totally different than I want today. So if I stepped out at age 20 and like, this is what I want. That's not at all what I want today. And so I think part of us accepting how entrepreneurship happens is we're given a step and mine sometimes is a half a step in a direction to make sure it's the way that I want to go. I can't imagine if I start sprinting and a mile later, I'm like, oh, I've been going the wrong direction. Now I got to go back the other way to get where I'm going. And so for me, I have to take half a step to a step to make sure that's the direction that I want to go. And honestly, it helps build um, my self-confidence because as entrepreneurs, we step into some of the most uncomfortable situations ever, right? Yeah. And if we're sprinting to find out that we didn't even want to go there, that's going to just throw us all off. So little steps like are fabulous. Is that how you ultimately decide what your goals are as well? Like, how do you decide it? Because so shout out Katie Richardson, right? She's my coach. And I love Katie. She's awesome. So she talks about how you like, because I was like, Katie, what if I do this? Or what if I do this? Oh, what if it's wrong? Or you know, this or that? And she goes, Josh, you just choose and you go, right? Like, <laughs> choose what it is that you're doing and go and do it. How yeah. do you, how do you decide what you're going to do next? Uh, I think it's. I think a lot about it. Um, And sometimes it's feeling. So I know that uh, God is giving us hope, glitter, inspiration of where he knows that we're going to serve best, Mm. where he knows that we are going to impact the world the most. Um, And so I think it comes a lot from thinking and praying and finding out who we are and what better, better way to find out who we are than to take a step forward. Right. Yeah. Even at, in my, I'm 41. I'm still learning who I am. I'm still like, I always hope to be learning. I always hope to be growing. I always hope to be moving in a direction that improves people's lives. And so I guess that's, I, I sit, I write, I think I silence the noise. I silence the chatter. I'm like, what do I really want? Where do I really want to go? I think that that's super important, especially the thing that you said with about like knowing who you are. Um, we had Catherine Jones on the show. Love who, her too. She's amazing, right? Um, so, and she's a student of Katie's. And um, I asked her, I was like, what's, what's your one piece of advice, right, for the listeners? And she's like, the catalyst for all of my success and what I do and what I want other people to do is knowing who I am. And so she's like, I, once I figured out who I was, everything else fell into place. I was able to have the clarity that I need. And so she's like, what I'm trying to do is go wake people up to the truest, truest version of themselves. Right. Love it. 
And I think that that is, and that's Katie's been working on this tremendous amount with me. It's like, Josh, who are you? Because, you know, I hired her as a business coach thinking I was going to get business advice. Ha! It's so funny. <laughs> um, so like, you know, I'll ask her a business question and she's like, well, what's the vi- a vision for Think Different Theory? And I'm like, well, she goes, well, what's the vision for like, who are you? And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, well, who are you? And I'm like, I don't know, Katie. What? And she goes, well, choose decide. I'm like, well, that's not how that works. And she goes, well, yeah, it is. You can go be whatever you want to be. You just got to go choose. You got to go decide, but you got to figure out what that is. And mm-hmm. um, like once I sat down and actually took the time and like was going through that, I'm like, this is incredible. And it's, it's really hard to make a decision. I found if you don't know who you are or how you make decisions, you know? But I don't think like it doesn't come like that. No. Mm-mm. For me, my journey of like, I didn't have any money. And then I watched my friends not have any money. And the whole time I knew I need to help. Like I've always felt like I've needed to help people, but helping people can be tying their shoes or walking someone across the street. Right. But that was too broad. I had to go through this journey to know that now what I want to do and who I am is to help people, to help them to make money. Mm. So my, my goal is getting clearer and clearer and clearer with every single day. How do you help people and maybe, you know, this is something you went through, maybe not, but like, how do you help people in the situation like that, that don't believe that, that it's possible for them? Well, I don't think I can help everyone. Okay. Right. I, I think that, um, I've got a lot of stories. I've got a lot of testimonials and I'm going to resonate. Okay. This, this is what I believe. I think that, um, like Natalie Hodson, we both teach business, Right. Right. But I 110,000% support her. Our niches are very, very similar. But some people really listen to Natalie and connect with Natalie. Some people really listen to me and connect with me. My goal at the end of the day is to help everybody, whether it's through me, whether it's through Natalie, whether it's through whoever. And so maybe they don't like what I have to say, which I'm totally fine with. But then I'm going to say, hey, that's why I feature now that we're bringing her into my event next month, bringing her on the podcast, things like that. Because at the end of the day, that's my goal is to help more people make money. And so I think that is more of, um, if, if I can't help them, fine, here's some other resources, go. And then there's some people that you just will never be able to help. And it's not our job to help everybody. I agree with that. But for the people that are in your community that want to listen to you specifically, okay. that mm-hmm. are like, Allison, like, I see that you've done this and it's amazing, but like, I'm in this community with like my neighborhood and all my friends are all broke and I'm in a poor community and like, I just don't know if I'm capable, like, if it's possible for me to make this million dollars, right? Like, I love what you're saying. Like, ha, ha, I'm just not sure if, like, I'm not sure if I can do it. I know it's possible, but I don't know if it's possible for me. How do you help that false belief? Uh, so one of the things I do is when I was in junior high, teaching junior high, and I saw that other people were making big bucks online, I knew I had two choices. One was it's impossible. It's like winning the lottery. And I'll tell them, yeah, it, it is. It's one in a hundred people make a million dollars. Like I get that, right? The second option is I could say that I'm next. I've seen people do it. And so I say I'm next. So you do, you do have two choices. You can say it's impossible and step away, or you can choose to say I'm next. You have to make that decision. Both thoughts are absolutely true. And so are you willing to stand up? Even if you've got your food stamps in hand, cause that's what I did and say, I'm next. 
are you the one that's stepping into that? Who's thinking that Hmm. pushing, squashing out all those thoughts, kicking that fear in the teeth and stepping in to saying I'm next. So that's one of the stories that I tell because it happened to me. It's very relatable. Um, you have to choose. Yeah. You can choose to stay there or you can choose to move. So let's, let's transition that into now actually building businesses, right? You've built four multi-million dollar businesses, which congratulations. That's phenomenal. So fun. So fun. So fun. fun. In a span of what period of time? 10 years, 10 years, four multi-million dollar businesses, 10 years. What was your largest business? Uh, it was called pick your plum. It was an e-commerce business. Okay. And you sold that one. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how did you, how did you do that? I know that's a very broad question, but like, I'll just kind of let you go with that. How does one figure out what's the code that you cracked to go and build four multi-million dollar businesses? Okay. Do you, um, want to know e-commerce specifically or business in general? Let's go business in general. Business in general. Okay. Cracking the code. Number one, you have to stand up and say you're next. So making an actual decision to choosing to. to say that I'm going to do this. Yeah. We've all heard the story of burning your boat. There's no option B, right? You have to do this. Is it going to suck? Are you going to feel like crap? Are you going to want to quit? Yeah. And if you don't, then like you're really weird. Everybody wants to quit. Yeah. Right. How many times, Josh, have you said I quit? Like we can't even count that high, right? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Or wanted to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like that's something that we have to tell each other when you're feeling that per- you're the perfect entrepreneur. Yeah. Because if you're not saying one day or every day, oh oh my gosh, I just want to boss. You know, sometimes we just want to quit and we're like, I wish I had, Russell Brunson said, I The the opening story. Yeah. The opening story of .com secrets is like, I just wish I had a boss to fire me. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Like that, we're in the right mode. We're totally in the right mode. Um, So I think that's it. Just standing up and saying I'm next and being okay with getting tossed around. That's part of it. It's, that's our our scars that help make us stronger. It's our stepping stone, not our tripping block. Everything that we've gone through, everything that I've gone through, I needed to go through to be able to teach my students uh, what they need to know. So I think that's the first thing. Um, I think another thing is a lot of us try and walk in the business journey when we could be taking a jet. So what I mean by that- Interesting, okay. Is uh, some people are like, I've got to have a social media account. I got to find one follower. I've got to find two followers. I've got to find three followers. I got to get to 50,000 followers before I can even sell a product or whatever that number is, right? Right. That's Mm -hmm. like walking. Stop. Get on the jet. Use an influencer to drive traffic to you or to your product or to whatever it is you're selling Mm -hmm. to help you to speed up. So many of us are like army crawling. Like I think going to college is like total army crawling. It's not even walking, right? Go to school for four years. I like you. (laughs) (laughs) And you can get a job. You're $38,000 in debt. And then if you're lucky, like, holy cow. Yeah. And then you work for 45 years and then you can retire. Whatever. That's crap. That's seriously like army crawling. But now we've got the internet. Yeah. Right. And so we can, if we need traffic, great. Go out there and work with influencers. Go out there and get Facebook ads. There are ways to shoot traffic to your site to help build you faster. That's one way. Another thing is time. We don't have a lot of time. 
everybody says, I don't have time, time to build my business. Well, yeah, that's if you're trying to do everything on your own, start leveraging other people. And then the excuse is, well, I don't have money to pay. Well, when I first started my e-commerce business, I didn't have money to pay, but I had, I would give my photographer product. And so we would swap product for uh, photos. She loved it. I loved it. It was a great win-win situation. Mm. So I wasn't having to take all the pictures and she had a whole bunch of stuff for free and they were my samples and she was happy as a clam, right? She saved money on birthdays. She saved money on all of her gift giving stuff. That's awesome. And so you just like, I think the big key is, is looking at the resources that you have. Yeah. Who was it that said, I can't remember. They said resourcefulness is at the center of entrepreneurship. Yeah. We have access to everything. Yeah. We just need to find the right lever. And when we do that, we can speed our business up. That's the business jet instead of walking. So one of the big shifts that I have learned in the past year, but really the past like four to six months is the actual role of an entrepreneur and stepping into the role of that rather than being being the operator of your business rather than being the business itself, right? And how your role and my role specifically is like a true entrepreneur is good at putting pieces together, not so much doing one specific thing. I was at Final Hiking Lab. Were you there for Tony Robbins? No. Okay. So I stayed through Tony Robbins and, and watched it. And he said, there's three different types of people in your business, right? There is your, the, an, an artist, which is what most people are. They're really good at their craft. There is the leader, the person that is really good at like team management and building the team and you know doing everything like that. And then there's the third person, which is the actual entrepreneur, which most people are not actually like entrepreneurs. Like they have that role of the entrepreneur, but mm-hmm. every business needs an entrepreneur. And Tony's like, I'm an artist, like many of you are. So I always partner with entrepreneurs. And the role of the entrepreneur is to take risk and to put pieces in place, right? Like, and, and the role that that takes is just finding how pieces fit together. My, the, an interesting thing that I noticed in my own life and that I have noticed in a lot of entrepreneur, other entrepreneurs, and I'm curious your thoughts on this and if you've seen this as well, is the reason that people have such a hard time putting those pieces together and using the excuse that they don't have the money for it is because they want to take profit rather than actually going and putting it back into the business and building it. Would you agree with that or not? Totally, 100%. I talk about this like on a weekly basis. So for the person out there, I mean, you were still teaching and had a second job when you were starting your entrepreneurship journey, right? There was a small gap um, where I was a stay-at-home mom. A small gap. So, Mm -hmm. but for the most part though, like you, you were not making livable income off of your business for how long? Uh, Which business? (laughs) The first one you started from the time you started making a profit, like how long was it? from the day that you started making a, a profit to the day that you made a livable income off of it? Okay, so the first one before the e-commerce was a blog. Okay. And if you know anything about blogging, you blog for like a year to two years. At least. Mm-hmm, to start making an income. And that's, I was blogging and I'm like, or I'm, I'm figuring out how to drive traffic, but I'm sending traffic away and we're not making any money. And so that's why uh, one of the reasons I was like, I'm gonna start e-commerce. I'm gonna have people buy it from me. Mm. Um, and so the blogging took probably three years and e-commerce was a lot quicker. E-commerce well, was, you had the base though. No, I actually couldn't use that base. Oh, I had business partners and I had to respect them. 
And they, we just had this agreement that I wouldn't advertise on their, on that platform. So, but I knew I had learned how to drive traffic to the blog. So I used that same, that, that same thing to drive traffic to my store. So they were completely separate, but it's influencer marketing, right? Take influencers who already have traffic. They're trusted. They're loved. It's warm traffic. And then they talk about your business and they, that's how you grow your business. That's a jet getting on Let, the jet of entrepreneurship. So I, I love influencer marketing. I mean, that is my jam. Five, six million followers that I've grown through influencer marketing and, or, and organic marketing uh, on social. That's pretty impressive. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I, I do want to finish the conversation of like the steps of or the keys of building a business um, mm-hmm. or a multi-million dollar business. And you know, step one is decide. Step two is take the jet. But let's talk about relationship building with influencers. I think this is probably the second most biggest question that I get asked um, around entrepreneurship and business is how do I build relationships with influencers? How do I dream 100 people correctly? Um, You know, I've dream 100 Russell for two years now. Um, Steve Larson, I dream 100 for a year. He and I are good friends now. But like through dream 100, it's how I've gotten everybody on this show, right? I mean, Without, without a question, if I wouldn't have done the Dream 100 strategy, you wouldn't be here, right? So, and not that I Dream 100 you even, it's just the, the byproduct of that. How do you go as a beginning entrepreneur, as someone that's just starting out in this space, who ha- doesn't really have a track record, who no one would know your name, the person that feels like, I'm a nobody, how do they go out and partner with an influencer or get the attention of them to promote their product? Okay, so a lot of people think influencer marketing, um, they go into it... I think with the wrong approach. Okay. So let's say you've got a new neighbor that just moved into your house or moved into your neighborhood and you want to go meet them. You don't go over there, open the door, throw your elbows around and just demand dinner, right? You have to, that's what most people think influencer marketing is. And that's why they're getting restraining orders on them called blocking, right? You have to treat influencers like you would a new neighbor that you Mm. want to become friends with. So you go to their house, you knock on the door, And you say, hey, I see that you're moving in. We live down the road. Can I help you move some packages in? Hey, I know you're tired. I've got dinner coming. Dinner's going to be delivered to your house at 7 a.m. So you don't have to worry about it tonight. You're building those relationships. And then they're like, oh, you're cool. Thanks so much for helping. Then they want to start giving back to you. But so many people are just getting in there with their elbows and barging in and demanding and so they're getting blocked and they're wondering why these influencers aren't responding. You have to go in there and serve first, just like the Dream 100, right? You go in and you serve these people and that the serving online might be sharing their posts on Instagram, responding to them, literally sending them dinner. I've sent influencers dinner when they had a baby. I've sent influencers. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. After they've um, had a baby, I've sent them, I, I sent them a note that said, I'm doing your dishes for an entire month. And it was a whole box of paper products, paper plates, paper cups, paper spoons, paper, or plastic spoons. That's awesome. I, said, I want to give you the time so that you can spend with your family. Guess who was their number? Like, guess how many doors I got into? A lot. That e-commerce business, I didn't pay for Facebook ads. I grew that whole entire wow. 50 employee, mm. 30,000 square foot facility on influencer marketing. We didn't do Facebook ads. That's incredible. So like thinking outside of the box, I feel like a lot of people are waiting for permission to do it, right? Do you want to give them that permission? Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. Yeah. 
Stop like, waiting for permission. Just do it. Just go and do it. Because like okay. the wor- worst thing that you can do, Steve Larson said the same thing. It was super interesting when we talked about this. He's like, everybody's waiting for the influencer to ask them. Or for no, the, they won't. The influencer, right, exactly. They won't. They won't. Mm-hmm. Russell Brunson didn't ask for a Book of Mormon. I just sent him one. Or any, <laughs> anything else. That, you know what I mean? Like you got to go and learn about your market or, or your, your influencer and just send them something. You've got to serve them. Yeah. Serve them. Serve and, them. and it can be like something as small as sharing a quote on Instagram. Or maybe you buy something that they're talking about and you're like, hey, Josh told me about this amazing necklace, which I know you're not, right? And I say it in my stories and then I tag you and what are you going to do? You're going to share it. Right. Reshare it, right? And then it breaks down that barrier of, oh, okay, Allison must be cool because she's talking about me and she's talking about how I've helped her. You're just getting into their world. And it takes time right? Mm-hmm. So the bigger the influencer, as a general rule, the longer period of time that it's going to take. What's your advice for, like, if, if someone's just getting started, they want to get on the jet, they want to go partner with an influencer. Are you shooting for a big influencer first? Or are you like, what's your, what's the, how are you doing no, no, that? No. Micro influencers are the secret sauce. So everybody thinks they need to go after the Taylor Swifts, right? Or I don't know, some big, huge, you don't have to. She's getting bombarded. She's got bodyguards. She's got thousands of people, right. millions of people trying to get on Dream 100 her. But we have had influencers that have had two to 5,000. They don't even have the swipe up on Instagram, but they have con- converted more than people with over 200,000. It's crazy. It is. It's how, all how do you know about, who's going to convert? Sorry, go ahead. It's all about, are they having conversation? in their feed. Now you can do this on Facebook. You can do this on Instagram. It's wherever they have their people and wherever they're communicating, right? And then you have to look to see if they're selling other people's products. If you go to an influencer that's, I don't know, 75,000 followers, right? And they've never sold a product and they come out and they're like, Hey, I want you to buy this necklace. Their readers are going to be like, what? You don't sell to us. You usually talk to us about this or that. What are you doing selling to us? And so it's got a, it's, it's too hard of a belief to change their audience on one cell. So I'll go through highlight bubbles. I'll go through uh, Facebook videos to see if they're selling other people's products. Interesting. If they are selling other people's products, then I know their audience is more primed to buy and I have better conversion rates. I love that. I love it. Okay. I want to be respectful of your time because I know you have a hard cutoff here. So let's, um, let's back up to okay. building multi-million dollar businesses because you've done it four times. You know something that a lot of people don't. Step number one, we have to decide. Making like This is the thing. Step number two is decide that I'm not going to take the slow route. I'm going to get on the jet and you're going to find the jet. Find the way to explode that business. What's next? Focus. Focus. I didn't do all four businesses at one time. I did one at a time. I got the blog up and going, set the systems around it, hired the people, and then stepped back. Then I started my e-commerce business and I did the same thing with that one. I didn't do 15 bajillion different things, right? I think social media right now is distracting so many entrepreneurs where they're like, I've got to be on Facebook. I've got to be on Instagram. I've got to be on Pinterest, YouTube, podcast, all the things. And then they never get anything done or they get burnt out before they can even see a dent in their business. Focus on the thing. So on my blog, 
we, I super like crazy focused on Facebook and we got to 2.1 million followers Wow! because I wasn't worried about Instagram. I wasn't worried about the other thing. My thing was, okay, I'm going to break the 2 million mark. How are we going to do it? Let's do this. And then I got a system, build out a system for other people to come and run it. So I didn't have to do it. That's awesome. What was the next thing? My next thing was, okay, figure out how to make a million dollars on e-commerce. So you had 2 million followers. You were building the 2 million followers on Facebook before the uh, e-commerce one got 2 million bucks? No. So the blog was first. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And and that was just running, right? And then I did my e-commerce and I got that up and running. And then I um. I wanted to go back and grow the blog's Facebook numbers. So I did that. And then I jumped back over. You know, entrepreneurship's never... We go, like, right, right. Never right. So, right. but whenever I focus on something, it's a specific thing and I go super hard on it. And so that's what I did. So like the Facebook numbers, when I went back to the blog, like blocked almost everything out. I'm like, okay, hey, Facebook, go, 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 go. That's the only thing I'm studying. So what about... And I'm, I'm coming at this from a false belief standpoint, right? So for, for those people out there that are like, but Allison, Gary Vaynerchuk says to be produced 100 pieces of content a day. And I need to be on multiple different platforms. And if I don't, like if I'm not on TikTok right now or I'm not on Instagram right now, I'm going to lose out on the opportunity of really easy growth or I'm going to miss out on all of that, blah, 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 you know, whatever that thing is, which may be true, right? They might miss out on it. What, what thing can you tell them to say? Not just like, okay, no, you don't need to do it, but like, why? Because you're not Gary Vaynerchuk. Look how many staff members he has. When he first started, was it was a wine business or something? Yeah, Wine Library TV. He had a TV. He wasn't on a gajillion platforms, yeah. right? Eventually he got there. But when people get started and they hear the hustle, they think they have to do everything. And that's the thing that's killing them. Stop it. Get really good at one thing. There's a gal I follow on um, social media and um, Amber Fillerup. She does uh, hair extensions. She's really good on Instagram, but her Facebook game, not so good. And it's okay because she has done so well on Instagram that that's grown her business tremendously. Now, is she going to start doing some of the other platforms? Probably right? It's because she's perfected that. She's built a really strong business off that. And then now she's going to grow it. So I think it's like, that's the glitter that's happening with entrepreneurs right now. And it drives me nuts is they feel like they've got to be Gary Vaynerchuk. You you're not Gary Vaynerchuk. (laughs) You don't need to be Gary Vaynerchuk. You don't need to do all the things. Just get really good at one to three things that's it. You can make an amazing life with that. I love it. I know. I'm a little passionate about that. No, no. I love this. This is, this is, we like passionate people. So decide it's going to be you decide to get on the jet plane and go down that route. And then number three, focus is, is that it? Or are there more steps? I'm sure there's a bajillion more, but I think those are the first three that you have to do. The first three. So Mm -hmm. do those three things, guys, like that, that's pretty much it. I did, um, I did an episode, episode probably, I don't know, it was like one of my first 20 episodes I know. Um, I, think, I think my mom probably hated the episode title, but it was like, um, it said something about stop, stop getting distracted or, or stay focused and take some cocaine or something like that. And, my, and my, my analogy in that was like, that focus was like cocaine for entrepreneurs. Um, and that if you just, and that was from a Dan Henry quote, and Dan Henry said that, do less, focus down, and, and he's at eight figures now, eight figures in scaling. 
Sam mm-hmm. Ovens, Alex Becker. I mean, you look at any of what these people say. It's focus, 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 focus. Mm-hmm. Do less, laser focus, momentum. And you once you understand the compound interest effect, I think that that makes a whole lot more sense as well too. Uh, totally. And if you look at like Chick-fil-A, oh, we've already talked about Chick-fil-A. What are they known for? The chicken sandwich. Yeah. And they're also known for what they don't do. They're known for the, they don't serve beef, right? Mm-hmm. It's a chicken sandwich. It's not a hamburger. They're known for not being open on Sunday. And what they're not known for, what, what they don't do is actually what they're known for, right? Yeah. And so is it That's bad to not do something? Hmm. No. Let us be known for not doing anything. Like Jenna Kutcher, she is, <laughs> she's so good at saying no to so many things. That's why people love her. It's because she feels like she doesn't have to be everywhere and do everything. She's like, no. Yeah, she turned down speaking at Funnel Hacking Live. Like what? (laughs) Right? Because she wants to define where her traffic, where her money, like she wants to define her life. She doesn't want her business to run her. And when we're doing doing all the things, that's when our business runs us. That's when we wake up and we're like, we just worked 80 hours a week. I haven't seen my kids today. I don't think I've eaten anything healthy in a month, right? That's not the life that we want to live. Right. We work to have a beautiful life. We start our businesses to live the life that we want to. And when we start having our business run us, that's all screwed up. Mm, I like that. I like that. Okay. I want to be respectful of your time because uh, I know you do have to run. We'll have to do, I feel like we could talk for another hour or two. Um, we'll have to have you <laughs> back on. But I, I do want to ask you, what's, um, what's the next step for you? You've got your, your business now where you're doing all this teaching. You live in Puerto Rico. Li- you live the dream life, right? Um, what, what, what's next for you? Uh, I'm very, I wake up a lot of mornings and I look out and I just think how, not how, I know how, but I just sit in gratitude a lot. I'm not going to lie. I literally sit in gratitude for the life that I live. Um, and so going forward, it's what am I going to not do? That's what my focus is. I look mm. at my calendar and I'm like, I, I don't need to do that fluff. I don't need to do that. For the podcast guys, we have the same podcast editors. They're like, Allison, do video. And I'm like, I don't want to do video right now. I don't want to do YouTube. I did it and I didn't find joy in it. Mm. So for me, that's not the thing right now. So I think going forward, it's refining what truly makes me happy, what truly gets my customers um, results and if it doesn't align with that, then I'm not doing it. Interesting. So the phase of, of becoming more focused, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yep. I want to keep refining else. my process and serving my clients even more. So you're not, you're not totally clear yet on the next step of, or the next big move of the business of like, oh yeah, we're shooting for you know, an exit or we're trying to throw a bass of life. Like right now you're just in the mode of figuring out want, what's next. I don't think I want to exit. I love the life that I live. When I get an email from someone that says, Allison, you changed my life. How cool is that, right? Why would I ever want to get out of that? Yeah. And so do I want to keep growing? Yes. But do I want it where it's completely unmanageable? No. Yeah. Right? Like I live in my sweet spot and I'm I'm really happy. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. It is. It's a good place to be. Allison, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, really quick, I want to do a couple rapid fire questions. This is your first round on the uh, in, or on the podcast, so we do some rapid fire questions for you for first rounders. Um, rapid fire question number one: 
well, you kind of already answered this. Where's your dream place to live? But it's Puerto Rico. So let's do, um, let's do your, your car. Do you have, are you a car geek at all? What's your dream car? I'm a golf cart. <laughs> a golf cart. Do you have a car? Oh, yeah, we have a car. Um, okay. Walmart is on the, you have to get on the freeway and a golf car on the freeway. But we got on a golf cart and go to the beach in two minutes. That's awesome. Okay. Nice. Um, nice. If you ever had the ability to go to outer space, would you go to outer space? If I could take my family, absolutely. If it's just you though, just you. No. no, you wouldn't go to outer space if it's just you. You could go up there, you get to see the world, and then you get to come back down to earth. No, I've been to Disneyland without my family. Not as cool. Yeah, I, but it's outer space. <laughs> I mean, I respect it. Don't get me wrong. But, but when I can be with my kids, I don't, my kids are in such a fun age right now that when they build this Lego creation and I can see the light in their eyes, that's... I don't know. So we're going to take the kids to outer space that, that, as, as long as the kids can come. Got to take the kids and my husband. Kids and husband. All right. Leave the dog here. Dog doesn't. All right. All right. Perfect. Um, what's one bucket list thing that you want to do that you haven't done yet in your life? Um, oh, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't know. I've crossed a lot of stuff off. Wow. <laughs> we were actually trying to create it. And maybe it's because I don't have high enough expectations. Maybe not. Um, but I don't know. Like I literally was on Pinterest trying to Google bucket list ideas. I don't have like, I, I really love being with my family on the beach. I really love that kind of stuff. I built businesses. Um, I don't know. Maybe I, my dreams aren't big enough, but maybe, like, maybe not. Guys, like my dreams. Follow Allison. She's doing something right. She doesn't <laughs> even know what her bucket list is because she's already done it. All right. So just, just follow, follow Either her and you'll, and you'll boring. live your dream life. Either that or she's boring. Um, <laughs> two, two more questions uh, real quick for you. Who's the coolest person or, or like coolest relationship that you've ever built with? Like had a relationship with? Uh, my grandma and grandpa. Grandma, oh, okay, interesting. Most people yeah. uh, have some celebrity or something that they name, but that's they that's are my cool. celebrity. They there were you go. For Seventy-four years. Wow. Each other's butt. Um, I. That's life goals. They are my true heroes. That's amazing. All right, last question for you. We ask this question to everybody that comes on the podcast, at least their first time on the podcast. Um, fast forward to the end of your life. End of your life. Well, you, you probably you might have heard this question. End of your life. Um, you're on your deathbed. Every okay. single person that you've touched is like, like all your fame, all your success is all gone. Nobody knows who you are. But every single person that you've touched in your life, either directly or indirectly, you get to leave them with one final message or word of advice, word of wisdom. What is that message to them? Don't stop. Keep Don't going. Don't stop. Why? Stop the stopping. Stop That's where stopping. our biggest regrets happen, right? Whether we're trying to get through crap and we give up, or whether we're trying to fight for our first million or our first six figures or whatever it is, stop stopping. Go get it. We have the power to create the dream life. I know. I was a teacher on food stamps. Making the five, it wasn't really five cents an hour, but whatever it is, right? I worked a gajillion hours on food stamps. And now I'm living on an island with my family in Puerto Rico. Why? And you I made millions of dollars, yeah. Yeah. Do I have wrinkles and gray hair from it? Yeah. But was it worth it? Absolutely. I would do it again because I get to control my life. I love it. 
We'll have to have you back on because there's so many things that I want to ask you for round two. Usually round one's a little bit more surface level story. And then round two, we go super, super deep Whoa. on, on, yeah, you haven't, you haven't experienced the intensity yet. <laughs> uh, so I'll have to crank up the heat a little bit, but I do have questions for you that'd be fascinating to talk about as far as like purpose and dream life and things like that. But we will get that to, or get that on another episode. Thank you so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate your time. Thank you. Guys, as always, uh, this has been Think Different Theory with Josh Forty and Allison Prince. Uh, as always, hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are going to be the ones that change the world. I love you all, and I will see you on the next episode. Wednesday, Nick Robbins. We're talking about God, truth, uh, social conditioning, morality, spirituality. It's going to be really, really good. Don't miss it. 12 o'clock Eastern time on Wednesday. I love you all. I'll see you then. Take it easy, fam. Peace. Yo, what's up, guys? You've been listening to the Think Different Theory with myself, Josh Forty, which I like to call a new paradigm of thinking. And real quick, I got a question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message of positivity and making the world a better place is if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this is out on, that you like my stuff, and that I'm doing something right. So if you could take like three seconds out of your day and subscribe, leave a rating and a review, I would be forever grateful for you. Also, I want to hear from you. I want to know your feedback, your ideas and your questions for future episodes. So be sure to hit me up on Instagram in the DM at Josh 40 or via email contact at thinkdifferenttheory.com.